Oasis Church Chicago, this is Pastor J.P. Trollio. I'm so glad that you're here listening with us today on our podcast. This message today is coming from our midweek prayer service. We believe that this prayer meeting is the most vital meeting of our church. I pray today as you listen to this message that you're encouraged, that you're inspired, and that ultimately you're pushed closer to Jesus. If this message today spoke to you, I pray that you will come out and join with us on a Wednesday night that you can gather together alongside the rest of the church and hear from God and what he would have to say to you. Amen. Hey, real quick, we're not going to sing anything, but uh, can we just honor Pastor Andrew? It was his birthday yesterday. So good to have him back in the house tonight. Hey, um, I'm glad you're here tonight. It's been a good couple prayer meetings, and I pray tonight it continues. Um, One of my favorite stories in the Bible um, pastors start that like every time. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. I feel like I have a hundred sermons that start that way. But for the record, um, when I began to preach and teach, which was just a complete God thing, I never would do this if this was by my choice. <laughs> um, I got a call and they said, hey, would you come preach? And I went to one of the most familiar stories that I know, which was the story of David and Goliath. And um, over the course of, from that point, which was probably, oh man, seven years ago to today, um, the story of David and Goliath has been a, um, it's been a foundational story for my life, but every time I read the story of David and Goliath, um, I get something brand new out of it. Like every time I read it, it's funny that Pastor Chris said, you can read this thing and every time you read it, you get something brand new because it reads you. Right? This is the only book that you can get off the shelf that will actually read you while you're reading it. Like That's the most beautiful thing about Scripture. And so I was um, re- recapping and looking over some past um, journal notes uh, this week. And um, I came to, to the story of uh, David and Goliath. And I've preached a message, maybe you've heard it, called uh, You Were Born for This. And um, I'll probably preach that once a year, maybe, to our church. I, I shouldn't say probably. I probably, I most likely will preach that once a year um, because it's such an impactful s- message for us to just constantly remind ourselves of who we are and where God's calling us. But tonight, um, as I was reading through that journal, um, the Lord, the, I really feel and sense um, tonight, who has their Bibles? Who brings them to midweek? Because you get double coins for that in heaven. Sundays, it's expected, but midweek, it's good. Anyways, First um, Samuel 17, if you have your Bibles or your iPhones, we're not judging you here. Or it's going to be up on the screen. First Samuel 17, thank you to the team back there. Verse 40 through 49, I'm going to read it out of the NLT version, but you can follow along in your Bibles or up on the screen. First Samuel 17, 40 through 49, he, speaking of David, picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into a shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling. Remember that. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley. I find it interesting, just a little point here, that as he's on his way to the battle, and as he's on his way to a victorious battle, he has to cross through a valley. Some of you are like, why am I in the valley? Guess what? On the other side is victory. That'll, that, I should just preach that message. Like, Because some of us in this room are like, I'm tired of walking through valleys. Guess what? On the other side of valleys, valleys, victory. It's the beauty of it. Like This man had to walk through a valley to get to the battlefield and then see a victory. Don't be, don't be upset when you got to walk through some valleys in life. Embrace them. Embrace them. Right? So he had to 
cross, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David's a savage. David's amazing. And he says this back to the Philistine. You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you, and I will kill you, and best yet, I will cut off your head. That's intense, David. That's serious. I will cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with his sword or spear. This is the Lord's battle. That's a really good place to say amen. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell down, fell face down on the ground. I also have a scripture from Proverbs 24.10. I think it's there. It says this, and this is what kind of sparked me to go back and read this story. If you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? If you falter in a time of trouble... How small is your strength? I entitled this tonight, if you're taking notes, because you should. Um, it's entitled, Talk Back. Talk Back. Everyone say, Talk Back. Talk Back. Tonight, I want to pray for us uh, to have a deep sense of strength and courage. I want us to pray this at the end, that we would walk out of here with a renewed sense of strength and courage. I know some of you have walked in here tonight. Your courage is a little low. Your strength is a little weak. I pray tonight that you are recharged, you are renewed, you are re-energized, you are revived in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, come on, talk back. I'm, I'm talking tonight, though, specifically to some areas. And that is the areas of our flesh, our giants, and our future. I, I didn't entitle this to let some of you go and talk back to your bosses. I'm not encouraging that. There's no kids in the room, but we are all children not to talk back to your parents. I'm not encouraging that talk back. But I read this story and I see some powerful truths that David understood where he was at. David knew exactly where God had placed him and for the time that God had placed him there for. And David understood that he had power inside of his words and what he had been given. And tonight, I really believe this, that we're going to walk out of these doors and you're going to go into your Thursday and into your Friday and into your Saturday and come back Sunday because it's going to be good. And you're going to have strength because you're going to remember the words and remember the, the character and remember the example of David. And I pray tonight that you can say, you know what? To these things, to my giants, to my future, I'm going to talk back to you. I'm going to say some stuff to you that, that comes from the kingdom of God. So, 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 so the first thing is this. First thing that we need to talk to is you need to talk to you. Okay. Where's that from, Pastor? Where do you get that from? Okay, let me show you. Verse 40, it says this. He picked up five 
smooth stones from a stream and put them into a shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistines. Many of us in the room, we want to talk to other people before we want to talk to ourselves. Like, I'm going to go tell them where they're wrong. I got a word for them. Like, I'm going to tell them where they're at. And we're missing the whole point of where we're at. Like, I want to be a person that makes sure that I am allowing me and God to have conversation before me and someone else. I want to make sure that I'm talking to me more than I'm talking to anybody else. Hello? Like, I, I do believe this. I, I do, and I say, it all, I, I say it not enough, but I do believe in self-talk. <laughs> Can I say that? Like, I'm the guy that's driving in the car that's talking to himself. It's half prayer, half communicating to myself. People drive past me, they probably think I'm out of my mind. I talk to myself. Why? David did the same thing. These psalms that are written, he's talking to his own soul. He's talking to his own life. And before we can talk to the giants, before we can talk to the future, we need to talk to you. You need to talk to yourself. We need to start to talk to ourselves and tell ourselves that we are doing better than we think we're doing. You can say amen to that. Some of you just need to hear that tonight. You're actually doing better than you think you're doing. Amen. You have breath. You're doing better than you think you're doing. Like, like some of you just need to wake up in the morning and remind yourself, I'm doing better than I think I'm doing. I'm actually doing good. I'm a son and a daughter of the king. I'm doing way good. Like, I got an inheritance for me. I got a promise for me. I got a steadfast future. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Hey, you in the mirror, I'm good. We, we need to be reminded tonight that we need to start to speak strength into our own lives. Okay, so, so I get this because David goes to a battle with a giant with a slingshot and a shepherd's staff. Now, I don't know about any of you that are way more spiritual than me, but I'm walking into that battlefield with every piece of artillery, every tank that's gifted to me, like armor that is completely available to the highest of kings. Like I'm rolling into that battle, not with a slingshot and a staff. Anybody else that's not? Okay, four of us. The rest of you, I want to be in war with you because you're awesome. Like, like he's walking to a battle. And he picks up his staff. He picks up his slingshot. Why? Because David knew who he was. David had talked to himself enough. David understood that what was in his hands was enough. See, here's the thing. Some of us in this room tonight, we need to pray that we just get a perspective change of where we're at and who we are and what giftings we have inside of us. Some of you in the room, listen, listen, this is so true because this is the time, the generation we are part of. I don't care if you're 95 or 5 here tonight. I don't think we have any 5-year-olds. Titus left the building. The truth is, is that we are always trying to be someone else. We're always trying to achieve something else instead of sitting here saying, oh, wait, God, you've given me everything I need right now. Like, I don't need a sword. I don't need the king's armor. I got my staff, and I got my slingshot, and that's what you've equipped me with from the beginning of my time. See, David was a shepherd, right? We know this. He was a shepherd boy. And he took care of his father's sheep, and he was out in the fields protecting his father's sheep from, from bears, from attacks of lions. He didn't have a sword. He had a slingshot and a staff. And David understood, hey, you, self, David, I got all I need. This is encouraging tonight. 
No, see, see, self, I don't need anything else. See, self, I don't need to be like the other person that I always stare at on Instagram because I just, if I just look like them, if I just talk like them, if I just have the fame like them, then I will arrive. No, you were created for a purpose. You were created intentionally by God. Everything that is inside of you is only inside of you. It's in nobody else. It's not in me. It's not in Slack. It's not in anybody else. I can't play the keys like Matt Slack can play the keys. That's it. And I took lessons, believe it or not, for many years. Stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing me. If I woke up, though, in the, the morning and I'm like, yo, I just, I just, I wish I could play keys like Matt Slack. I wish I could. And then guess what happens? You start to spiral out of control. Well, I just wish I had what that coworker had. I wish I got the promotion. Why didn't I get the promotion? I should have got the promotion. I need the promotion. Why do you need the promotion? Just be faithful with where you're at right now and wait for God to promote you instead of for somebody else to promote you. I'm preaching on a Wednesday night prayer meeting. you got to start talking to yourself and saying, I don't need any other equipment in my life right now. I want to be faithful with what God's given me today. If you can start talking to yourself and telling yourself, I got enough. Some of you need to wake up tomorrow morning and you need to look in the mirror and you say, hey, you, you, you're really good looking. That's what I said in my, anyways, I actually asked my wife to say it to me. She's like, shut up, just get ready, I need to get in the bathroom. She's like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, talking to myself. You need to look in the mirror, though, and you need to say, I'm enough. I am enough. I am a child of God. I am a son of the king. I am a daughter of the king. I am good. Hey, me and you, you and me, we good. I got all that I need. I don't need to pick up anything else. Listen, I'm not saying don't grow, okay? Hear me on this. I'm not saying don't keep learning. I'm not saying keep, don't keep taking on things to dis- develop and to stretch you. If you stop growing, you're dead, right? But what I'm saying is, is stop trying to be somebody else. What I'm saying is, is stop trying to act like somebody else. Listen, if you know your identity is in Christ, you will be unstoppable. Oh, this is real talk. We got a lot of Christians that don't have a secure identity. I'm here. I'm in the boat. Many times I wake up and I forget who I am. And some of us need to remember, hey, I've, I got enough. Hey, I got talent and gifting inside of me that's more than enough to change the kingdom of God. I got talent and gifting inside of me that will do more for the kingdom than what Pastor JP can do. Hello? Like, you need to start believing this about yourself. David just said, hey, I got a slingshot and I got a stab. I'm good. I'm good. What is in your hands today? What gifting is in your hands? Right? Talk to you. You need to talk to you before you start talking to some other people. Maybe this next week, don't speak to anybody about what they got going on. Just speak to yourself and with God about what you got going on. <laughs> Hello? There might be some transformation there. Like, like real talk. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me? This is good. David didn't talk about what he didn't have. He didn't talk about what he wanted. He didn't talk about what he desired. He just talked about, yo, I got a slingshot and a staff. Give me to that giant. Give me to that giant. I'm good. I got enough. I'm strong enough. I'm capable enough. I'm good. Amen? So you got to talk to you. Second thing is this. Once you can come to grips with talking to you, then you need to talk to your you. Okay? <laughs> what? This is good. This is good teaching. Then you need to talk to your you. David replied to the Philistine, you. You. Come at me. 
with sword, spear, and javelin. You. Hello? David didn't go up there and talk like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, that thing, yeah, that, that. No. He talked right to the thing that he was facing. He said, you? He didn't even call him by name. Why? Because he wasn't going to give him that. Hello? Some of you need to stop giving your problems names. I mean, that's, that's real talk. Some of you guys have labeled your problems, and God's like, yo, what are you doing? Anyways, that's another sermon. You need to talk to you. You're you. You need to look at whatever you are facing, and you need to speak directly to it in the name of Jesus. Once we have the time to speak to ourselves and tell ourselves of our true identity, then we need to start to talk to our yous in our lives, our giants. What I have learned, though, is this. Is that when you begin to talk to the yous in your life, your giants that you face, what you need to make sure that you have done is built up strength. Okay? You need to make sure that you have built up strength. You with me? That's where the Proverbs verse comes in. If you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? you got to build up strength. I am a person um, in my house that I stock up on everything. My wife does not. She waits till it runs out. And then she goes, um, we need toilet paper. We have no toilet paper. Why didn't you tell me earlier that we were about to run out of toilet paper, Rachel? She's like, well, I just, I didn't know. I was like, you grabbed the toilet paper last. Like, why didn't you? Anyways, internal into our marriage. Like, she does. So I am the person that when I get to go to the grocery store, see what I said there? I get to go to the grocery store. Like today, she, she was going to go to the grocery store. And I said, babe, I'll, I'll handle that for you. I'll go to the grocery store. And I came back with like 50 more dollars worth of stuff that we did not have on the list. Because that's just the kind of guy I am. I'm just here to serve. Just here to give. But I'm the guy that, like, I know when something is running low, I'm like, we got to stock up. So I go, when I see one paper towel left in the thing, I go and buy 15. It's like we live in a one, like a little tiny, where, what are, what are we going to do with this? We need it. We got to stock up because what I don't want to get to is the point where we run out. Hello? Hello? Like, we need to get to the point in our lives where we do not run out of strength. That we are able to talk to the yous in our lives because we have built up strength. This is going to help somebody. That we have been alone with the Father enough. That we have talked to the Father enough. That we have drawn near to the Father enough so that when the times of trouble do come, we don't falter. See, what happens in the life of a believer is you can talk to yourself all day long, but when you start to face a giant, when you start to face the things in your life that are really hard, you haven't built up strength, and so now you're trying to pull from a reserve that is empty. And you're like, yo, giant, I'm going to face you, and then you fall. And you're like, why did I fall? And I'm sitting here saying, because you didn't build up strength. You didn't build up the time prior. See, David built up strength. David didn't just get the promise of going to be king. He got the promise of being king. And where did David go? Back to the field. Wait. I'm king. Yeah, I, I, I got the word. I got the dream. Oh, I got the dream, so just skip the whole thing. I'm going right to the dream. No. <laughs> no. You need to build up the strength. Because when you get the strength, you're going to face your use. And when you can have the strength and not pull it from reserve, but have it overflowing, hello. This is good. This is, this, maybe it's for me. I don't think so, but you can face your use. 
because you have built up strength that only comes from the kingdom of heaven, that only comes from the Father, that only comes being, with being faithful to him, that only comes when you spend time with him, that only comes when you're a quiet time with him, that only comes when you get into church and you allow the word to flow over you and the worship to flow over you. The only times that can happen is when it's you and God alone. And when that happens, you can go out and not only are you strong, but now you can go after the yous that are facing you. So guess what? Depression? I know what my word says about depression. Well, I'm just depressed. No, I know what the, hey, listen, I'm not downplaying anybody. I've been there. You all know me. I've had these moments. But guess what? I know what the word says about depression. I know what the word says about anxiety. I know what the word says about fear. I know what the word says about good relationships. I know what the word says about godly friendships. I know what the word says about my finances. Hello? Some of you get to a place in your life where you're going to have to deal with the, the, the use of financial breakdown. And you're going to go, what happened? Oh, my gosh. And you just stop giving to God teaching something to your younger generation. I'm now starting to consider myself older. <laughs> but if you don't know what the word says about giving and sowing, then when you lose it and you stop, it's really hard to go back to. Because you haven't built up your strength in knowing that God is your provider. God is the great resource. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. God will make a way where there does. Is this making sense tonight? So instead of you just trying to talk to your youths with no strength, how about you get some strength so that when the time of trouble does come, you don't fall and you don't falter. Amen? This is it. Short word tonight, but this is good. The last thing is this. Once you can start talking to yourself and telling yourself and reminding yourself of who God has made you and what he's put in your hands is good enough, then you can begin to talk to the mountains. Then you can begin to talk to the giants. Then you can begin to talk to the things in life that you are facing. And you have power and you have strength to do it. And not only just now, do you, this is the third thing. Not only do you just talk to what's in front of you right now, but you need to start talking to your future. Okay. I do believe this. I don't think we as believers have hope and faith enough in our future. My hand's up. Okay. Anybody else? Hands up. Who wants to be in this boat tonight with me? Right, like, I, I, I don't think that I, 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 I'm stuttering. I don't think I have enough faith for my future sometimes. I don't think I talk to where my future is going and what it's going to look like. It's okay to do that. So let me show you where I get this from. This is not just some, like, oh, he's just, wor words do matter. Words matter. And what you speak over your life, you will reap. I, if there's a principle all throughout the Bible, it is sowing and reaping. What you speak, you will sow. Okay, so some of you have spoken over so much death over your future, and you're like, how did I get here? I'm dead. Well, maybe you should start speaking life over your future. But anyways, here's what happens in this story, and maybe you all know this because you're awesome, and I pray that I have a stronger group of people in my church than me when it comes to the Bible. I really do because I shouldn't be the only one, like, doing this for you. You should be going home and reading this Bible and getting this same thing so that you can be way stronger because you're not always going to have Pastor JP or Pastor Andrew or Pastor Chris coming in to talk to you. You're going to have yourself in the Word sometimes, and that's all you need to have. So maybe you should go home and read your Bible a little bit more. Anyways, 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 I'm done. You got to start speaking to your future. David says this in verse 46. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you, and I will cut off your head. Okay, um, David, just an FYI, you have a slingshot and a staff. I, I don't know about you, but I don't think a staff is going to cut a giant's head off. Anybody? Well, I... I, I read that, I've read it a bunch, and I'm like, I've just looked past it. I don't think I've, 
would experience the visual of him taking the staff and hitting the giant's head and the giant's head falling off. I know this is a little bit detailed, but this is Bible. No, what David shows us is this. I'm going to talk to my future. And I'm going to tell my future what's going to happen. Because Jesus has told me what my future is. It's bright. It's prosperous. It's abundant. It's going to be good. He's going to be faithful to the end. I'm not going to fall when giants stand before me. I'm going to stand strong. So David says to him, hey, giant, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your head off. How's he going to cut his head off? He's going to take Goliath's sword when he's on the ground. He's going to cut his head off. Ha! Yes! He told his giant, not only, hey, I'm going to kill you. But he told the future, hey, this is what's going to happen. You think you're going to overwhelm me? Nope. I'm going to cut your head off with the same sword that you're coming at me. Some of you need to start looking at your futures and the problems that you see ahead and start to say, hey, future problems, future situations, future things, you have no power over me. I am a son of the king. I am righteous. I am the head and not the tail. I have him before me, behind me, next to me, all around me. So future, you look bright. I have a saying, Jordan Bank, come up. I have a saying that I coined many, many years ago. And I would hashtag it on pictures, and I still do it. And we, someone made it for us, and it's in our house. And it says, Chicago looks bright. That was the saying. I would just say it all the time. Chicago looks bright. And I still say it. Chicago looks bright. Wait, really, Jay? It looks bright today? With everything happening? Does it look really bright? Yeah, it does. Why? Because you all are here. That was a really good place for everybody. You all are here. So Chicago looks bright. Guess what I was doing? I was sowing my words into my future. I was sowing our words into the future of this church. I'm sowing words into this city. I'm sowing words into people's lives in our neighborhoods. I'm sowing words of life into high schools, into schools, saying Chicago does look bright. Chicago is going to be bright because I believe in Jesus Christ, that he is for me. He is not against me. He is with me. He is all around me. He is a good father. He's going to see me through every storm. He's going to see me through every trial. He has not forsaken me. He has not abandoned me. He has not me down he has been faithful to me his love endures forever so guess what future whatever you want to throw at me keep throwing it at me but it's going to fall down because my God is that good man if the church would just get this listen you can't talk to your future if you're not talking to yourself you can't talk to your future if you don't know what God's talking to you and some of you just said, ah, I just want to talk to my future. It looks good. I got the job. I got the promotions. Hey. God's like, no. I'm not going to put you in the palace when you need to stay in the field. So if you're in the field right now, stay there and be faithful. Wake up every day going, God, what, what do you have for me to do today? God, what can I do today to build your kingdom? What can I do to love somebody today even when no one sees me today? God, what can I do? Because I know my future's good. I know it's bright. I know I got, I'm got face some giants, but guess what? They're going to have no power over me. Guys, fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Satan is a liar. That's all he does. That's it. That's all he can do over your life. Don't give Satan too much credit. Can I say that tonight? Can I, can I say that? Actually, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Some of you all give Satan way too much credit in your life. Well, Satan made me do it. Well, Satan's just after me. No. 
All he's going to do to you is lie to you. And guess what you can say? Nah, Satan, my future's too bright for you to, 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 to let those lies fall in my ears. Yeah, my future's too bright to believe that stuff. My future's too good for you to tell me who I am. I know who I am. Church, this is going to help us. This will build strength. This will build character. This will build, keyword endurance. Endurance. To see this thing through the end. So tonight I want to give you a chance just to pray. Maybe you just need to talk to you with God tonight. Maybe you just need to tell, hey God, can you just speak to me? Can you tell me that you do love me and that you are for me? That you aren't against me and that you do have good things for me? Can you just, God, speak to me? Maybe some of you are facing some giants and, and you need to say to those giants, hey, hey, my God's with me. So you may come after me, but I got the God of angels' armies around me. You ain't going to touch me. And maybe some of you tonight need to pray to your future because it's binding you, it's trapping you. You're so consumed with what's ahead. Oh, man, I don't know what's ahead. I just can't, oh, a nervous breakdown for what's ahead. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what's, and it grips you. It grips you. And Scripture says, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. Like, period. <laughs> hey, hey, stop worrying about tomorrow. Today, you got enough to, to think about and worry about. So, so forget about what's ahead. Just know that you can speak into it. It's a good future. It's a bright future. It's going to be good for me. I am going to find a spouse that actually loves the Lord with all his heart, soul, and mind, spirit, strength. I actually am going to find a wife that actually loves the Lord with all her heart, mind, soul, and soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can start talking to your future, but stop letting your future talk to you. So tonight, we're going to pray. I just encourage you to take this time to allow Jesus to speak to you. Whatever posture you need to take tonight, if you want to come up here and stand or kneel, if you want to go to the side, just let the Spirit of God, He's here tonight. Let Him speak to you tonight over any of these areas or maybe all three.